Would you take your overshoes off and play the same thing again, please? Well, good afternoon. It's Matt May with Bob and Ray again. Gay half-hour variety show with music by Ken and Bill. Charlie McGoyne is controlled. Sponsors, public speakers, educational artists, and various things like that. Well, uh, we should explain. We're back to our usual location here in the studio oh, today. Things are much better today. I understand there was quite a beef about that. Yes, Mr. Wilson beefed about the location. And can you imagine that his complaint was this, Bob? He couldn't see Bill Greaves. That's good. Well, it's one of them things. It's I suppose it is, but we're back in our old home ground now today. And we could lick the starch out of any invader, don't you think, Bob? I believe we could, sure thing. Lock that door, man. Fatten down You know what I'm very anxious to find out is what happened to uh, Terence O'Raffigan. I've got a late bulletin for you. His name is Lawrence McGaffigan. Lawrence huh. McGaffigan. I had it pretty close. And, uh... I, I think we should find out right away I how he's making out tracking down that band of criminals. I don't. Well, well he, you he left them in a very tough position yesterday. He was pushed into the drink. Yes, but they had pulled him out. They had pulled him out, and the complete police force of big city metropolis... We got it. We got no, it over here. No, no, I never repeat very I got it. I, uh... No, I it? sent him along to the Saturday Evening Post. They use him as fillers. He's known as Franklin P. Jones. Certainly. some people. But, friends, my big reason for being here today, of course, is to talk to you about snow and what it means to us in this atomic age, how we can put snow to work for us, a grand new medium of, of energy. Snow is so much, it's so good, so white, that we should be able to do something with it. Sporting in my life, uh, laboratory, talking with my assistant, Mr. Carl Crublet, who you all remember is the man who developed Lawrence, as he was patrolling his beat, along the waterfront. We left 
little less noisy, please. Uh, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, can you play a harmonica? Peabody doesn't listen to this program, so don't worry about awards. That sounds like a group of Larry Adlers. Can you play, uh... Could you play a, uh, Ziffy? Zippers are coming back, you know. Yes, Zippers definitely are coming back. This is a Zipper season. Good. I like that. This Lawrence McGaffigan Cop is standing outside the Romany Tea Room in Big City Metropolis, looking for his first clue in tracking down this dangerous band of criminals. Inside, soft music plays. Hey, Eddie, come here, huh? I'm Lawrence McGaffigan Cop. Yeah, cop, what can I do? I'm from Central Headquarters Homicide Division. Quite all? Up two flights. What can I do for you? As you know, there's been a terrible crime wave in this big town. Yeah, a lot of jewelry stores been busted in it. That's right. And it's been my assigned duty to track down these here criminals. Good for you, Larry. And I want to ask you a few questions. Sure thing. Where was you? Huh? Where was you? I was right here all the time, Larry. I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it, really. I didn't do it. You better come along with me. I don't like your look. Okay, then. I'll come along with you. i got to try everything. Okay. Meanwhile, at police headquarters, the mayor is up in arms. I'm holding him. I tell you, we've got to have action in this case. I've got my best man. Wait a minute, man. I'm going to put you into this chair over here. All right. All right. There we are. That's much better. Now I can pound the table and demand action. I've got my best cop, Lawrence McGaffigan, on the keys. You call me, he man. He should be in any time with I'm here, man. the latest report of man. what he's been doing. Man, will you remember me? I expect a knock on the door any moment from Lawrence McGaffigan, cop. Yeah, there he is now. He must have been Lawrence McGaffigan, cop. Come in. Come in, whoever it is. Oh, it's you, McGaffigan. Oh, yes, I... Have, have you turned up any new clues in this hunt for this dangerous band of criminals? I want action. I picked up that newspaper man you told me to trail. Where is he? He's at the pokey. Meanwhile, at the pokey. That's a little nightclub on uh, the outskirts of town. Two men talk in excited whispers. (laughs) 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 Then cross town at Big City Metropolis's police force. The mayor stands up. Uh-oh. He sits down again. McGaffigan, I tell you, I need action. Right now, I need a needle in thread. Right now. <laughs> right now, you need more than anything that I have to offer. We'll hear more about this tomorrow. Lars McGaffigan Cop returns with another exciting episode in his life tomorrow at the same time. Brought well, to you by Gangs Incorporated. Let's say we listen to the cordettes, huh? The who? The Cordettes. That's a slow name. Chesterfield satisfy when the men men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, or smoker degree. Always by Chesterfield A, B, C. Hey, those five Cordettes are very, very interesting. Nice voice. Uh, they're all girls, as you probably gathered, friends. That's why they didn't have a four of them. <laughs> oh, four? Uh-uh. Oh, that was you, Bob. I wish you would keep on stage when I'm counting the quartets like that. They have uh, they have very unusual arrangements. They sing a lot of barbershop quartet songs. 
They all sing a different key, Mr. Wilson, with his keen ear. You mean Bill Lawrence and the Corvettes and the Mariners and Arthur Godfrey all sing in different keys? What did he say? Yeah. Mr. Wilson, would you repeat it, please? That's what he said. Please, please. All of the different artists sing in different keys. Oh, yes. That's their own prerogative. Oh, I thought all the Cordettes had a different key. It sounded like it. I mean, there were very funny harmonics coming out of the loudspeaker. Some were winking and blinking at me. Anyway, we have this loudspeaker. Why don't we tune it into something? What? Let's tune this loudspeaker into something. What should we tune? You know, we haven't we haven't tuned in some interesting radio programs for a long time. No, I think we should. Well, let's uh, let's look around and see what kind of program. Tell you, while these two men of music play, we'll look around. We'll find the program and we'll listen to it for a few minutes. Uncle Gunny. Yes, which uh, 
President Cornell did on Broadway several years ago. Now, these here Harvard Dramatic Club's thirdlies are going to put it on for five nights, starting Tuesday, December 13th, and extending through Saturday uh, the 17th of December. The curtain goes up at 8.30, so be sure and get there about quarter of ten, everybody. The tickets sell at a dollar eighty and a dollar twenty. How much are the tickets, Ray? Dollar eighty and a dollar twenty. Okay. It's uh, being given in Sanders Theater, which is part of Memorial Hall. And to quote Harry Flynn, that's the monstrosity of a building across from the College Yard on Kirkland Street. Thank you and good night. Today, an auspicious occasion in the music world, an auspicious occasion on matinee with Bob and Ray. This auspicious occasion will come to a half. We need some fanfares for this. I mean, quiet everybody. music for this, as a matter of fact. This is a, a yearly event that everyone in the music business waits for with anticipation. Invaded Brain. This, this uh, all-American band that 
we didn't have room. Right. I'm awfully sorry, and we did get your letter, Mr. Kuznetsky. All right. Now, I think it's time that we talk about the music nook since we're on uh, the subject and of music. And our autograph picture will be going right out to you. <laughs> and your copy of Mule Train. <laughs> uh, don't you think we should talk about the music nook? Why? Because they pay for it? I suppose well, that's as good a reason as I can think of. Sure. Let's talk about the music nook. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a music store, friend. And it's a nifty little music store. It's so warm on a cold day. Uh, You'll love just it. going in there to warm up. It's located out of the low-rent district. Yes, sir. Don't forget, there's no sense in putting your money in overhead. You simply take a, bus, wear a hat. Take a bus to Norwood. You turn right. You walk three miles. Uh, unless you want to take a cab. Well, you can mush it part of the way. Get out of the cab after you go three miles and walk two blocks. Then climb 14 flights of stairs. There is the music nook, nestled away in an attic. Bring your lunch. Go early, friends, and spend an entire day browsing through these interesting albums and stuff. Well, the thing that they have uh, the most of and the best of are the uh, uh, RCA Victor 45 record player attachments. Oh, how does that go, Bob? Those 45 revolutions a minute. I mean, how could I put it on my... Uh, Connect very simply. Nothing. All right. Uh, how, how would I attach this RCA 45 sturdily for minute thing? Now, they also have 45 RPM records. Can answer my question? Please, you're embarrassing me. Oh, all right. We haven't, we haven't got the information on that. No, it's a very simple process to uh, connect them, I understand. Well, you merely pull out the condenser, friend. It's <clears throat> over by the, uh, as you all know, the compressor. And you take the superhead design and, and, and uh, fashion it with a little bit of soldering lead to the cold water outlet. Mm-hmm. Cross your fingers and scream fire. And get out fast. But it's easy. easy. That music nook is the place to go if you're looking for the 45 record player attachment. And it's the place to go on New Year's Eve, too, friends. Oh, they're having a big party out there New Year's Eve. Beginning next week, the 15th, they're going to be open every night until 9 o'clock, just so they can meet their old friends. That's what they're there for, and they'd love to meet a lot of new friends, A lot too. of the young ones, too. They'd like to make friends with you folks. That's right. So why don't you go to the music nook, for goodness sakes, if you want one of those RCA things, and everyone seems to. You see what happens. It's located yeah, on one end. Man, would you like one of those RCA things? For your I don't please so, no. Okay, well, you can see, friends, that, well, he's an exception, but most of them do want one. So uh, if you'd like one, there's only one Here's place. another young man. I believe you'd like one of these 45-player attachments, wouldn't you? <laughs> then, uh, of course, there are some people. I need one of them things like I need a broken arm. Right. And uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the ladies in your family would like one of these for no Christmas. No, please, please. Well, I don't think this, this mean please. approach is doing much. But you can get all of your favorite uh, Victor artists on, on 45 what? records. Gladys Swarthout. What? Gladys Swarthout. Who's he? He sings on RCA. Is he a baritone or a crooner or what? Well, I believe uh, it's a contralto. Uh huh. And then you can get Robert Merrill. Excuse me, don't you're not to tiptoe in the studio, young man. If you have something to park in and go with flat feet to their full extent. <laughs> don't don't have to tip in the studio. You have a late bulletin, Ken. Would you like to divulge it for the tens of listeners we have? The organ blower just blew up. <laughs> you you would. Is that Bobby Nara? Bobby will call. Oh, well, I'll be standing by for that call, and let's hope it stops the sturdy to you, Ken. And uh, I can't think of a better call. Oh, hello? Hello? 
down when he sings, Lily, if we do it. Just a little bit more, Erwin, and it'll all be happy. Now, then, the guess of this beacon forward. Bob, I thought you and I ought to get on the floor yesterday and uh, kind of tidy up this thing. Well, you know, I brought along a few knee pads.
Washington.